Welcome to Oliver's Legacy Podcast, a podcast about male bereavement and mental health following the loss of a child. We'll also be discussing hobbies and interests, not limited to but including gaming, TV and film. Join me, Warren Morris and Neil Larson as we take you on a journey of what challenges we face in our daily lives. Welcome to episode three. In this episode, we will discuss day-to-day triggers that we experience, the breakdown in relationships following the loss and the importance of peer-to-peer support groups for men. Good evening, Neil. Good evening, dude. How are you? I'm very good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's been a hard day of work for a change. My ankle's played up. Um, looking forward to see how we have tomorrow. <laughs> Other than that, man, fantastic. You'll be right. You should run a marathon. Run a marathon. Don't, dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Stop with your ideas too early. <laughs> I mean, that might be the next on the list at some point. You should come join me. Oh, man, I, I'm going to use an excuse you can't. What should we have that day, dude? <laughs> well, that's, that's just, yeah, I, I've got no comeback for that, mate. <laughs> you know what, actually, you know what? I'll tell you what, not this year, maybe not the year after, let us get fit. Should we say like 10 years from now for both of us? Yeah, 10 years, and then like, maybe we can use like one of those electric wheelchairs to go around and do like a marathon like that, fine. But like, pretty... a legit reason for being slow. Yeah, let's face it, the marathon is never happening. The closest I'm going to get to a marathon is a Snickers. <laughs> Let's be honest, dude. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pretty much join you on that one, buddy. Yeah. Right, so uh, let's discuss day-to-day triggers. Yeah. I mean, it's always, a, it's always a, an interesting and personal one, because no one-size-fits-all with them things. Yeah, what really doesn't help with day-to-day triggers is some days it's a trigger, other days it's really not. Sorry about that. <laughs> so yeah, the thing is with that day is just I found if I'm on a really bad day, like if I've had a bad night's sleep or something like that, triggers yeah. affect me a lot harder. Like, oh yeah. I mean the certain so in my office area kind of where I work, we uh, are right next to a kid's play area. <laughs> Now, for about a year after Lexi, I couldn't go in there. Just full stop. We used to go get food from there. Yeah. And I just, I couldn't walk through those doors. It was just not happening. Um, as time got on, I have gone back. And if I'm having a really bad day, it normally tends to happen like this. You'll pick up on things. Like, you'll see, like, some parents, like, giving the kids, like, a really hard time. And you're like, you got the whole back of the same pet you have no idea how lucky you are. Stop it. Yeah. You know, like, 
and you just you just see certain little things like I mean I think the worst one I saw of late I was doing a delivery um wherever my local area and I you know, was walking by you know, stuck the car gets out walking down and there's this last there and just walking with these two kids and the kids so they're being little buggers let's be honest they're, they're acting up yeah but it's you know jumping in people's gardens yeah it's not brilliant but it's not criminal town you know he's kind of winged at that they're just kids yeah and you know starting to write go and I'm like oh, I can let that go it's fine I drop the food off at the door and I walk back towards my car and the woman with these two kids has stopped and just having a right go at the oldest daughter, the oldest girl. She must have been about, what, six, seven, eight year old, maybe like that. Yeah. And she just raises her hand and practically punches her in the face. Whoa. Now, at that point, I had to stop myself from stepping in. Like, the thing is, the area I live in is not the nicest of areas. Yeah. Um, if I hadn't stepped in and said something, I would have probably been stabbed. Let's be fair. It is quite rough. Yeah. So you kind of had to swallow, oh, count to ten. There's so many things I had to do. So many things I wanted to do. And to that, so I was just, just, I could have shown a straight of thought on my phone of being lexical to know how lucky you are. Yeah. Do that again and I'll bray you, you know, just anything like that. But the, the repercussions would have came back tenfold and I'd order one of. But it's, it's just things like that, they really trigger it. For the next week or so, I think I even spoke to you about it that night. I actually yeah, you did. Because that wound up. And you just, you can't let it go. Like even now, it's still, if I think about it, it winds me up and I can't let it go. This was months ago. You know, before I even started thinking of this podcast. It's, it's, but it's there and you'll never forget it. Yeah. It's those things that get you. What about you? What's, what, what do you say is your biggest trigger? For me... I'd say it's it's not really an issue anymore, but for the two and a half years that my daughter was at nursery, yeah. um, there was a little lad in there called Oliver. And Ooh, wow. every time I took Evelyn to school, well, to the nursery in the morning, obviously parents call out the kids' names, don't they? And my heart sunk every single time. It was horrific. Yeah, totally get you, man. You know, you, there's no way to get to it. No. And then I'd say one of my biggest things, and it's something I constantly have to avoid, is particular songs. Right, okay. Well, yeah. one of my favourite, well, semi-favourite artists is Ed Sheeran. And we had Small Bump from Ed Sheeran played at Oliver's oh. funeral, and I've got to physically avoid that song like the plague. Totally get you. I mean, Small Bump as well, it is a beautiful song. Yeah, I can't listen right. to it. I, I literally cannot totally listen to it, it anymore. Totally get you with that one. It's there is certain songs. I think everybody's got their own channel or song, haven't they? There's certain ones that just resonate with you. Um, I mean, I think, you know, you've always got the. <laughs> I really want to hate using the word popular songs for it, but does it tend to always pop up like Precious Child? You'd always hear that one mentioned yeah. around the doors and um, Small Bumps definitely up there with one of them. And, um, there's another one I don't know if you've heard is uh, Winter Bear. Yeah. That's a that's a beautiful song. Very well, we, we had two. Uh, there was Fields yeah. of Gold as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cat. Lovely song. The the last yeah. time 
I accidentally overheard small bump. I just it it ruined me for about three days. That's it. It's I mean we had um we have we had precious child. We actually had that one. We had Aloha Oi. So I can't go to Hawaii anytime soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had one called Still. Um, and it was just know, very you know very peculiar, but it's you know yourself. It, do you find this? That song, let's be honest, that song will be played anywhere. In 99 out of 100 people would not notice it was on. Yeah. But your mind triggers, it immediately knows it's there. It's like, it zones in. And it's the same with Oliver, I think, when you hear the name. It's like fight yeah. or flight response. Yes. Yes, very much so. Um, so, it just, what, so it just like snaps in your head and it's like, no. That's there. Yeah, the best way I can physically describe it is like if you were drowning and grasping for, for, for air. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's exactly what it feels like. Everything, everything tightens up, you compress, you ah. Yeah. And you've just it got to... It takes your breath away. It does, and then... Yeah, stood there like a, a prat trying to do breathing exercises and looking a bit of a tip. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of like anywhere that the song's being played on, supermarkets are the worst. I yes. physically, I physically had to walk out of supermarkets for that. Yeah, and right, okay. Speaking of supermarkets, have you noticed this as well? Right? So, let's say again, you're having a bad day. You know, you it's a, coming up to, to Oliver's age or Birthdays are suddenly just some sort of special occasion. And as you walk into a supermarket, you look to your left of what's on a baby event. And it's always, for me, I always go look straight at me. It's baby girl clothes right in front of me. For you, baby boy clothes. Is that just me or is it? You as well? Definitely definitely a thing, mate. It's the same old adage of when you're driving and you see a particular colour and make a vehicle and then that's all you happen to like see all yes. day long. <laughs> yes, definitely. It's a very cool car ride though. It's always like a Ford Mustang like Ford one day or something. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Mustang. a cool car. I was, I was just about to say, mate, if, if you was going to say that about a Mustang, then um, we need to reevaluate this friendship. <laughs> or a Renault Clio. <laughs> uh. Oh, so can you think of any other triggers for yourself? I mean, definitely. I mean, like yourself, Lexi's name, it's, it's definitely straight there. Um, I think the key one that's always going to trigger you is always going to be a date. Um, whenever, you're like, whenever you get up to certain dates, you prepare yourself for the, like, for the impact of it. Yeah. You know, like... Well, I, see, I, I, I almost have a routine every year, and that's for... Yeah. I start preparing myself for about a month before mm-hmm. um, and for about three or four weeks afterwards. So I allow myself that time um, to like try process stuff in my head and, and grieve. And then the rest of the year, I just push it to the back of my head. And that isn't the most efficient and ideal way to ever deal with grief. No, but, but it works for me. But it won't it necessarily work for anybody else, you know what I mean? It's one of them things. I think it's one of those. I think us as like angel dads, we kind of have to do that. Though. A lot of, I think a lot of angel dads do it because I'm the same. 
prepped myself. I know, you know, I always know that December is going to be rough. Yeah. I tried to make the best of it because it is Christmas after all. Well, see, that's um, another one for you, isn't it? I mean, yeah. December is an absolutely yeah. no matter what date in December. December is an absolutely horrible month. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Everything, everything bad that's happened the last few years has happened in December. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was, you know, not saying there's ever a good time, but December especially is like it's one of the major holidays, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. You know, like everything was prepped for Christmas, and you know, like. Yeah, but I'd say I, I, you know the likes of Mother's Day, Father's Day, Christmas, yeah. all them sort of days to lose a child close to them dates is just like an extra kick in the the nuts. Of course it is. That's it, because you know everybody else is, especially you know. I think again, for Rachel Dad's Father's Day is probably got to be one of the hardest ones. Firstly, because again, you know, that time of year is special for dads. That's it's their day. Yeah. You know, everybody else is working on oh, like what are you get Father's Day like. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so difficult. So always an extra reminder and an extra thing to try pull you down in it. That's it. But the thing is, it's one of those. I guess if life was to be easy, yeah, I won't. Yeah, definitely. So much I know. So, moving on from day-to-day triggers, um, the next topic that we're going to discuss is the breakdown in relationships and the unusually high statistic of the breakdown in marriages following the loss of a child. Which the last time I looked at the stats for that was about eighty percent of marriages. Now, you'd fallen obviously the the marriage statistics there, Neil. Well, truly, yeah, well, truly. So um, I mean, you want to lead with that one, and we'll discuss it. Yeah, I mean, the way I can, the way this kind of works. What makes child loss so weird? We can all sit there and, as humans, we understand certain things we don't understand. It's just the way our brain works. We expect our parents are going to die. We know that's going to happen. We're going to outlive our parents in the majority of cases. After that, you look at siblings, so you're going to outlive your siblings, older ones, younger ones, etc. Then it's your partner. That's who's kind of expect to go next to you or a partner. Nobody expects the child to die. No, Nobody expects not. that of the kid. Like, so when that happens, that messes massively with the brain. You know, like it's it's things do change. You as a person change. Everything about it changes. So the person that you were when you got in that relationship, when you got married and whatever, you're not the same person after you've lost a child. You're not with the same person either. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you can try to be as much as you want to. You can try to share a call, but a lot of the time, the spark just dies out. Um, I mean, yeah, we might. You know, I was with my ex. We were together for about ten years, married for eight. Um, and you know, for the last what six, seven months of our relationship, she was with somebody else as well. Um, and yeah, you know, don't get me wrong, like, it's a weird one. I, when this first happened, I was devastated, you know, like, yeah, it was, 
you kind of, weirdly, you relive the loss of your child all over again because you've been grieving together as a couple. Now you're grieving singly. So it's yeah. everything's fresh, it's new again. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong, now I'm much happier for it. Um, I can be my own person again, I can rediscover who I am. You know, so um, I used to hold a lot of resentment towards my ex. I mean, a lot. Um, she did some horrible things when we broke up. Uh, you know, she spread a few vicious rumours um, about abuse and stuff like that in the relationship, which never happened. Uh, thankfully, there was, thankfully, I've got messages about saying that, you know, and apologising. Yeah. Um, I was really bitter about that. I Now I kind of understand it. I do think about it. I, I get it. Just trying to hide it. Like she, she obviously didn't want me finding out. Yeah. She didn't want the other person's partner finding out that she was with as well. Um, it was a big massive love square. Um, so yeah. I, I understand. I wish I hadn't, but I do understand it. You know, if she ever spoke to me now, we don't speak. We, 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 we never speak now. Uh, but if she ever did, if she ever, if she does happen to hear this, um, I do forgive her for that now. Um, you know, I think one thing Charles teaches you is life is precious. Yeah. And if you go through your life holding grudges, you're not having a good one. Yeah. So I've got no grudges to be ex. You know, I do wish her all the best in her future endeavours. Um, you know, we had some good times. We did manage some good laps. We just we just changed as people. And... It's, it's, that's just the way it is. You know, how about yourself? I mean, I know. Yeah, uh, you shoot yourself as well. I'd say different set of circumstances in the breakdown. It was more of a, a gradual thing over the years, but like you say, it just it changes you as an individual, and then you just end up drifting. Yeah, that's it. But obviously, we we have the added complication of obviously we have a child together. You know, we've got yeah, Evelyn, so that's um, you know, it's a it's a completely different set of circumstances in that aspect, and yeah, we're not going to have some complication and more challenges to throw into it. Yeah, but it's going to be complex. You know that the status of that is, you know, I've got my daughter three times a week. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's it's quite good because I know you and your partner, you are still very similar. Yeah. Um, well, it's very different to me, it's, right? Um, it's obviously it's, but, it's important for you know the stability of Evelyn to still be civil. Exactly, so, exactly. Uh, you know, it shows it's, it shows the, the quality of the parentage when you put all your bullshit, for want of a better word, aside. Yeah. For the sake of the bed, you know, it's that's that's who matters the most when I would think for you to is Evelyn. Um, yeah. She has to come first. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm obviously at the stage now where, you know, I've met a new partner. Um, she's lovely, by the way. Yeah, she's, she, she is. She, uh, she makes me want to be a better person. She's got a little lad herself, you know. Um, and it's just, it, it's nice just to be happy again. And kind of so. just, it, it, it's a weird explanation. It's 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 hard to explain when you've been so down and miserable for so long. It's it's kind of like a relief. 
to actually remember what to be happy actually feels like. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like it takes the loss of something quite big for you, and yeah. find something new just to get that remembrance back. And then you start to live your life again. You know, like you'll never be able to change your past. You can never, no. I can never change. But you can't shape your future. Exactly. Yeah. Your future hasn't been written yet. <laughs> that was the worst stuff Brad impression ever. <laughs> um, no, no comment, buddy. No comment. <laughs> But yeah, you know, like I say, you know, the one thing I say, like, obviously I've spoke to you and, and your current partner now, and you do seem very well suited together, so congrats on that. It's just lovely. Yeah. Um, I mean, for the moment, I'm still happy. I'm happy living the single life right now. Um, the time will come. It, me, it, it just, it, it kind of just happens when you sort yeah. of least expect it to actually find that, that person that it just feels so natural with and you know it's just it's nice yeah that's it man it's nice to, it's nice to see you it's happy again you know it's nice to see that yeah this probably probably some senior ever yeah actually we have it's 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 these big events I think for blogs let's be fair we are very simplistic creatures <laughs> you know yeah like Every big event that happens, we change in a slightly different way, and yeah, we kind of adapt to it. And let's say, you no, know, so you, you, and you well, end quite well. I mean, brains are wired differently, aren't they? In that aspect, yeah. that's it. You know, it's, it's just you know, I've seen, you know, I've seen you when you were with your ex, you know, again, you looked happy with this, way, you look a different kind of happy. Does that make sense? It's, yeah, it's weird, man. It's, it's lovely to see, and you know, I think. We've got to celebrate happiness when we can. With someone like this, you've got to take the the smallest thing. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy them. Yeah, definitely. So moving on from the last section, um, the next topic's kind of uh, sort of a, a, a two-in-one, and that's still the large gap in support for dads. And then, obviously, the importance of that the online peer-to-peer support groups like Daddies with Angels as a, a prime example there. And how they play a really vital role in giving men like a safe space to, to grieve and kind of process what's going on and talk to other angel dads about it. Yeah. That is the hardest part. I think, you know, I said, um, if you catch my little interview from earlier on, when, I, when Lexi died, First, it was look and see, right, what, what can I do? Like, how can I support my partner? How can I do what I need to do? What do I need to do? And there yeah. was nothing there, man. Like, until a few weeks month, or months later when I found DWA, there was just there was nothing there. There was nothing there for dads. And PR-wise, I think the PR support group works because, like I say this before, again, I'll say it again, those blokes are simple. You know, like, yeah. I don't, we don't do this all. We don't talk to our friends about something. Yeah, you know? I, I think kind of on the uh, on on the flip side, we like the peer to peer support groups and that. Like, yeah. some some medical professionals will say that you know it's it's not a good thing. Um, I personally disagree with that. Um, I'd second that opinion as well. I mean, it's it's a pri- It's a just it's it's basic. I mean. 
it's it's not so much like it's a support group for a medical condition that involves yeah. you know needing a doctor's advice and that because obviously yeah. when people start talking about stuff that's like obviously in an endangered their life they, they get told you know we, we've had we, we've stopped people committing suicide in the past because we've literally rang the local authorities to where they live and got the police out yeah you know it's, it's, it's human to human interaction that's what you need with this sort of stuff like it is I mean, I don't, have you have you ever gone to counseling with stuff like this or I've done the cognitive behavioural therapy, the CBT yeah. stuff, and for me, it did not work. work. No. Not, um, not to say that it won't work for somebody else. Yeah. Um, because everybody's everybody's different in that aspect. But, I mean, it's like, I, I think one prime example, like where it comes to with, uh, with sort of mental health, and I'm, I'm not going to mention the, the chap's name, even though he probably won't. Be, be too fussed about it, but uh, there's a lad that I know through Daddies with Angels, um, and when he basically, uh, when his partner miscarried, he was given a leaflet and just sent on the way. Yeah, sounds about and right. Yeah, he's he struggled with his mental health, nervous breakdowns, self harming for you know for a while, and then when he actually uh, joined Daddies with Angels and that. Um, you know, it was it was it was a constant thing to try to keep him level headed and stop himself harming. Yeah. But you know, is is a, is a really nice bloke, and it always saddens me when people like that, obviously, you know, do stuff like that. But it's it, it's not something that you can help. You know what I mean? It's it's in your head. No, of course it is. It's the NHS are a fantastic thing. They are. You know, we have great healthcare over here in the UK. But yeah. fortunately, with certain things like this, we we are left out. Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, I can say from both sides. I've done. Obviously, Dungeons and Angels, a peer and peer support group, that worked for me. That worked brilliantly. I did the whole therapy thing as well. I did, I did do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know about yourself. We had. Did you get therapy when Oliver died immediately after? No, oh, this was like years after. See, so immediately after Lexi, um, we were told we had to go and see this therapist. Now, the first thing that really annoyed me about that, you know, we, we were happy to go, it was great. First problem, <laughs> right? To get to where the therapist was, we had to go back to the original hospital where we were getting scanned. Right. We had to walk through the room where people would wait to get scanned. Yeah. And all the therapy was basically done in the room in the back of that room. So you're walking past, you know, you just got through a big loss. You're sat there with people who are like, look, I've got a picture of my baby, yay. Yeah. Second thing annoyed me about that, I had no use being there whatsoever. I may as well just be a fly on the wall. Like, there was no need for me to be there. Was all did you, did you basically on. feel like you were sat at the back of the room listening into a conversation? Yeah, exactly. Like to a conversation, like, let's be fair, I shouldn't be listening to. Like, yeah. There should be a private between me, like, my wife at the time and the therapist. But I was sat there, I think just how I was. Like, just ask how I was at the start of the session. I think that was it. Like, so that's that's um, a common that's a common thing I've heard over the years. 
That's it. We get from, from the sort of the counselling. You you kind of just yeah. made to feel like you sat in the corner of a room just to be there. That's it. No, I did do some one-to-one therapy afterwards um, with another with another group in the northeast. Yeah. And did it help? No, not really. Like I had six weeks. It was basically talking about. I mean, you know, stuff I've taught you about before. Yeah, it's it was just pointless. Like the only time I honestly got help was with DWA. Yeah, um, I mean, I I literally did my CBT therapy like a year and a half ago, and yeah. it was only because my anxiety had got that bad through years of ignoring it and just not dealing with anything. Yeah, was yours all online? No telephone. All right. Okay. I had a telephone appointment once a week. So how did you find it? So did you find it all right? Did it help in any way or was it just... Didn't, didn't help in the slightest, mate. Not at all. So that's a CBT. And you're right what you're saying. Yeah, it may work for some. But the thing is with CBT, I why I don't think it works is it's telling you how to change you to stop it from affecting you. That's not what this is. Charles, you can't change your own personality to stop it affecting you. Yeah. It's no, you can't. It's, it's your behaviors are causing this. No, my behaviors are not causing this. No, I'm sorry, but the death of my daughter or the death of your son is causing yeah. this. Not, not my behavior towards it. No, definitely not. No. Oh, yeah, it's it is what it is, isn't it? With that, that's how the peer groups work. You yeah. wouldn't people who understand that it would be the that you got. The thing is, you've got somebody who's got one day's worth of experience, somebody who's got years of experience, and you reach out and, you know, like, I reached out to you straight away, and I say thankfully we got on quite well, and yeah. you've helped me out more times than I can. So, the, the thing with me as well is when I sat and thought about it, I spent that long reaching out and helping other people. Yeah. And never actually taking the time to try help myself, and that's where my biggest downfall was. I think the thing is, for you specifically, I'm, don't take around and say this is an insult, this is a compliment. But when you th- when you focus on something, especially with your passion, you throw yourself into it like hundred yeah. percent. Like anything else, like I'll deal with anything else later. And right now, this is important. And I would say a lot of that was like, especially with David Ray, you'd see a lot of like, it was, it's admirable, but it's amicable. I, I love it. But yeah. as you're right, you need to, you do need to look after you as well, you know. Well, see, that's, that's the thing, though. I, I sacrificed that much myself over the last sort of six years that it kind of just ruined me. And now I'm left, obviously, with the, the after effects of that, with my own mental yeah, health. Me. Yeah, and I you. Mean, <laughs> I'm always there for you, brother. You know that. Yeah, I know, mate. I know. But um, <laughs> you were wanting to discuss some, uh, well, yes. do a section question, won't you? A question section. Yes, even. so I had an idea to basically add a few, an extra little section to our little podcast. So over the last couple of years, um, when it came to Child of the Infant Loss Awareness Week, I decided to uh, ask me anything. I'd read it. And yeah, you know, you do get some 
daft questions on there like, what's your favorite ice cream? Uh, or what's your favorite chocolate butter pipeless stuff? Yeah. Um, but we did get a bunch of really good questions. Um, and, you know, we'd like to encourage, you know, anybody who listens to this podcast as well, if you've got any questions, you know, the Facebook page is on the outro. You know, look for all of us legacy on Facebook. You'll catch us anywhere. If you have any questions, feel free to ask in. You never know. You might get featured in a future podcast. You never know. Uh, but, you know, if you want to share us your story as well, feel free. Things like that, you know, can be quite nice. So I did pick up a couple of questions um, that we could kind of discuss and to have a chat with. I mean, I know you've got a copy as well. So do you want to take the first one, Warren, and then I'll take the second? Yeah, so the, the first one that we've got off uh, the AMA Neil's just uh, mentioned there was basically was the loss of your child the main reason for the breakup with you break up your relationship and I mean for me I wouldn't say it was a direct result but it was a factor just because of like you know how it changes you how you yeah. drift apart and that that ultimately ultimately it was it was long drawn out but ultimately then yeah I'd, I'd say it probably was I think that's it. That's, you know, I'll say the same. You know, I mean, it was only you know two years after we lost Lexi, we were we were split up. We were we were going down the, the wrong path. I think since the day it happened. Yeah. You know, we tried to keep it together. Um, she clearly fell out of love with me. I'll be honest. If I was, if I want to be fully honest, if I'm not lying, if I stop lying to myself, I wanted it to end the year after. If I'm being brutally honest, but. And one of those, I stayed with because I thought things might get better and things could you know, improve, but yeah, everything changed so much. There was there was no coming back from it. It was definitely a key factor, kind of the initial breakup. Yeah, um, it, it is. It's such an impact on like how could it not be? Let's be honest, you know. Yeah. Um, the next question we got was. Uh, was the grief more difficult for you during or after the separation with your partner? So when was it worse for you, Warren? Um, it definitely escalated sort of the, the mental health aspect. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like you said earlier, it's like dealing with it all over again. Yeah. Um, but I obviously, I had the added thing of uh, Evelyn with that. Yeah, definitely. You know, I don't know, like when... so. I had I had both aspects of that all up in the air, and that's that had a big sort of impact on my mental health, definitely. Yeah, which you know, well, it's got to be so difficult. Cause, I mean, I know, like, I mean, we're I coming know, up to, I think we're coming up to like nearly a year now, um, and I'm only yeah, kind of just yeah. getting my head back on, back on sort of track with that. Yeah, it, it takes time and. I mean, one thing I'd say, we'd have a year and a half to take now. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like, apart from all the work I'm doing, I feel like I'm a lot better myself. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, when I first, you know, when it's first ended, it's, it's weird. When you grieve, you grieve together as a couple. Now you grieve it by yourself. So it is, it is yeah. brand new. It's, it's a new wound. It's, well, I don't know about you, but what I would normally do is I'd focus on my ex that'd be like right I've got to make sure she's okay she's got to be I did the whole boy thing of looking after the partner and 
you know, put yourself at the back burner. Yeah, and that's where, where I, I that's where I went yeah. wrong. <laughs> that's it, man. You know, yeah. we're both that now. It's now it's like right, we can look after ourselves. Yeah. Let's let's get our own house sorted out, and then and they're just reliving it all again. You're like, oh, God, why? You know why? You know, yeah, we're going through all this again, and it, it does make it worse. The anniversaries are worse. Like, oh. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. It's a tight weekend. Well, that's it, isn't it? I get lost inside my thoughts and when I start to think You have been listening to Oliver's Legacy Podcast. If you would like to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook at Oliver's Daddy Wings and Rainbows.